Welcome to State Lines, where you get the best gambling and sports information in Illinois. Here are your hosts, Jason Gotch and Kevin Berger. We welcome you into another edition of State Lines. Great to have you aboard as we inch closer to the kickoff of the 2021 NFL regular season. Hard to believe we are almost to that point. Preseason flying by. Uh, actually, literally more than it had in past years with one less preseason game. We're glad to be with you once again. My name is Jason Gotch, joined as always by my co-host Kevin Berger. And Kev, the Bears preseason is in the books. Justin Fields getting the start last Saturday at the Titans. The Bears won that game 27-24. I actually had that as one of my best bets. The Bears minus two and a half. And Justin Fields and company did not let me down. But once the regular season gets going, week number one at the Rams a week from this Sunday night, it will not be Justin Fields at quarterback. It will be the veteran Andy Dalton. So give me your thoughts here on what you saw from the Bears in the preseason, how you think the regular season is going to go for Chicago, and also just your overall view of this football team. Should Bears fans be excited heading into the regular season, or is there apprehension ahead? Well, Jason, um, I am known as a as a pessimist when it comes to the Bears because I always expect them to do bad because that's that's just what they've done. But um, I, I thought they looked good. Um, Justin Fields, I thought looked good. Uh, there was definitely some players that really stood out in that last game. Of course, I think the hero of the hour was um, wide receiver now turned tight end Jesper Horstead, who played his way onto this roster. Is I mean the latest rosters um, after they cut the fifty three. He is on the roster, so I am looking. I'm looking forward to this game against Week One against the Rams, and it, this is this is going to be the Bears' first test immediately. Um, after this, they have a couple weeks where they're not okay, not lesser teams, but I think teams that are beatable. We're about to find out exactly how good this team is, Jason, come Week One, because they are going to get punched in the mouth by the LA Rams. Because we know that their defense is great. We know they have Aaron Donald. And um, I'm interested to see how this team is going to approach this game, especially because there's nowhere that they're going to be. There's nowhere left to hide because uh, they're going to be prime time Sunday night, week one. So we're going to see what Matt Nagy and his coaching staff have for us because um, I think the tone of this season is going to be set come week one. Well, I'll tell you, the idea of having confidence in Matt Nagy, Kev, that's one thing. I, I really don't have it. I haven't seen it his first few years with the Bears. Yeah, year one was good. Years two and three, not so good. The failure to develop Mitchell Trubisky, we'll see how it works out with Justin Fields. But Nagy and the offensive coaches are a big concern for me. You mentioned that Bears-Rams game. Right now, the line minus seven for week number one in favor of the Rams. The total's 44. Rams minus 365 on the money line. The Bears return plus 280 on the money line. But I want to revisit something we talked about uh, in one of our opening shows here just as the preseason was getting going now that the preseason is done. And I know you don't want to put too much in a preseason, but the Bears over-under win total entering the preseason, it still is at 7.5. I think we both said we thought they'd go over that total. Uh, what's your thought here now that you've seen a few preseason games, Kevin? Do you think they're going to go over still, or are you thinking that that one could go under in the 17-game regular season campaign? Well, Jason, I honestly do think they are going to go over. Um, the the Like I said, the big thing is they have to try to get in their first five games. I need them to get at least three wins. But So between the Rams, Bengals, Browns, Lions, and Raiders, 
you would like to see them win at least three out of those five games. So, I mean, if you go three and two going into with the Packers coming into um, Soldier Field on the 17th of October, um, I think that puts the Bears in a pretty decent spot because if they can go three of two, four, four and one, um, that, ne- that next two weeks is going to be a tough grind with the Packers and the Bucks. But I still think that they can get above seven and a half. So I think they could eke out eight wins. Again, they are going to have to beat some teams that at least on paper are better than them. But there are also plenty of beatable teams on this schedule, Jason. I'm looking at teams like the Vikings, the Cardinals, um, the 49ers, the Raiders. Hell, even the Seahawks, depending on how healthy the Seahawks are by that point in the season, depending on how healthy Russell Wilson is, I'm going to stay firm with my thought and I'm going to still take the Bears on the over seven and a half wins for the season. All right, Kevin Berger locked in on the over of seven and a half wins for the Bears here on State Lines. Me, Jason Gotch. I wish I shared Kev's optimism. I did prior to the season. And I don't want to put too much again into the preseason, but what really scares me for the Bears is their offensive line is not good. Uh, David Montgomery, not a great running back in my opinion. Tariq Cohen out to start this season. Uh, Andy Dalton behind a bad offensive line. I said it in one of our pre, uh, pre-preseason shows, so to speak, before the preseason even got going, that all the years of watching Dalton with the Bengals, you give him time to throw the ball, he's not bad. You don't give him time, he is not going to make something happen. So I look at this Bears team, I still like elements of that defense, but I'm actually going to go under here. I think the Bears are, are not going to get to eight victories, so I'm going to go under the seven and a half wins. That means seven and ten or worse for Chicago this year. Now, as much as Bears fans, Kevin, care about this season and going into, look, any NFL season, any season at all, whether you're playing Little League Baseball or playing National Football League football or Major League Baseball, hope springs eternal heading into the opener. Everybody, you know, you, you know, you know your team might not be good, but you still hope they might surprise and stun everybody. But I think equally for Bears fans this year, they're eyeing the future. And Justin Fields, you know there's a clamoring among Bears fans for him to get on the field. So when do you think we see Justin Fields? Is this Andy Dalton experiment going to go for most of the season? Or do you think Justin Fields is on the field, so to speak, sooner rather than later? Well, Jason, that all depends. And I initially was of the group that wanted Justin Fields to start day one if he proved himself. Now I think he's proved himself, but the fact of the matter is, is we have to remember who's making the decisions here. And I'm not talking about Matt Nagy in terms of throwing shade at him or talking bad about him. I'm talking about that this man is being paid now to win football games now. He only has one more year left on his contract. And the only way that he's going to be able to possibly work out to get an extension is if he wins football games this year with how poorly the Bears have done in the last two years. So if the staff right now thinks that Andy Dalton is going to be the best, is going to give them the best chance to win now, then that is, then that is how long it's going to go. If it comes to the point where, again, like I said, I think a good test for the bears is going to be to see where they're at come week six after the game against the Raiders, when they'll have five weeks under their belt, then it's going to be time to reevaluate and see what's going on. If Andy Dalton, if they've been, if he's been performing solidly, the defense is playing well, they're getting some contributions on special teams. I think he's going to stay out there. If the Bears just completely crap the bed, then then that'll be the time to revisit you. But right now, it's going to be as long as Andy Dalton is going to be your best chance to win a football game. 
Certainly, if the Bears are winning and Andy Dalton's playing well, he's going to stay on the field. The question is, will that happen? I, I think that would be surprising if he played very well and the Bears played very well. But we'll have to wait and see. And certainly the development of fields, how that goes, will determine Matt Nagy's future with the team as well. But Kevin's right. Look, coaches want to win now. Uh, Ryan Pace, I think, looks at it more of a, you know, in the future type thing. He wants to develop fields at a certain pace. But if they're not winning with Andy Dalton, you know, Matt Nagy might be clamoring to get fields on the field sooner rather than later. Now, before we take a quick break, everybody who's been listening to our show the last few weeks, you know, we like to mix fun prop bets in, especially in our preseason programming. So here's one for you, Kev. You've been talking about these first five games for the Bears. This is a long shot. Bears to win their first five plus 3,500. Bet 100, win 3,500 bucks. You in or you out on that one? You know what, Jason? Let me let me take fifty dollars out of my wallet real quick and throw it on there. I mean, so you said a, a plus thirty five hundred. Are you kidding yeah. me? So that means I could get if I'm doing the math correctly. Is that seventeen fifty if I did yes, fifty dollars? Yep, that's an entire month of rent, probably, and then probably two weeks worth of groceries for me. So you know what? I'll take I'll take fifty bucks out of my wallet to possibly win almost eighteen hundred. Hey, why not? Buy yourself a lottery ticket. I do it all the time with the props, but I'm going to stay away from this one. I don't think they're going to beat the Rams. I think they're going to struggle against the Browns too, maybe even the Bengals. So I'll keep that money in my pocket. This is State Lines. He's Kevin Berger. I'm Jason Gotch. When we come back, we got a lot more with the prop bets coming up. We're going to look at a bunch of season win totals for various teams in the National Football League. And we haven't forgotten college football, all that and more coming up right after this. Don't go anywhere. More sports betting talk right after this on State Lines. Staying connected is important in today's world. Whether it's hearing the news of a new baby in the family or calling work to let your boss know you're running late, phone and internet service keep you connected with your world. At AT&T, we know that some Americans face life every day without the comfort and security of having a phone or internet service. In certain areas, you may be able to reduce your phone or internet bill with a lifeline discount if you are in a qualifying low-income household. Additional discounts of up to $25 may be available to those living on federally recognized tribal lands where AT&T offers Lifeline. To find out more about Lifeline and other AT&T products and services, call us at 800-288-2020 or go to att.com slash lifeline if you have access to the internet. Lifeline is a government benefit program and willfully making false statements to obtain this benefit is punishable by fine or imprisonment and could result in termination of Lifeline service. Lifeline enrollment requires certain eligibility documentation and is non-transferable. Limited to one discount per household. AT&T services including Lifeline are not available in all areas. Other restrictions apply. And now back to State Lines with Jason Gotch and Kevin Berger. It's always great to have you aboard here on State Lines with Kevin Berger. I am Jason Gotch. We've been looking at season win totals throughout the preseason. We've got 14 more to go individual teams to talk about. We'll do seven this show and seven on our show next week before the season kicks off. So remember, when you look at these season win totals, I've been saying it every time introing this segment, the great thing about the season win totals this things when you bet one game they crazy things happen guy might get hurt uh you might have a crazy referee call somebody drops a bad pass costs you your money those things even out over the course of a 17 game season when you're looking at betting the entire slate bad part about it you got to lock your money in for a few months but if you're willing to do that 
Take a listen close because we'll give you our thoughts on some teams here season win total wise. Kevin, let's start it off with the Washington football team. They don't yet have a nickname, but they do have a win total. Eight and a half victories in 2021. How will Ron Rivera's squad do this year? Well, first of all, they really need to correct that, the Washington football team thing. Like, I'm sorry, they they need to they need to pick a, a damn name for this team. Anyway, um, with that being said, though, Jason, what, what did you say the line was? You say uh, eight and a half? Eight and a half is correct, yes. Um, eight and a half. Oh, you know what? Actually, you know what, Jason? I will say that I will take the under only because I'm looking at their uh, out-of-division schedule. And, I mean, they got to play some pretty tough teams like Falcons, Saints, Bills, Chiefs, even the Broncos. So I'm going to say no because of that. If they only had to play the NFC East, or I believe you've coined the term, Jason, the NFC least, um, I would say yes. But since they have to play other teams, I will go ahead and I will say no. Yeah, that's a bad division. And they have the king of the bad team quarterbacks in Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, you look at bad teams over the years, Bengals, Rams when they were bad, Bills when they were bad. Titans when they were bad. He's on the Buccaneers when they were bad. He was on the Dolphins when they were bad. I'm sure I'm missing somebody. Ryan Fitzpatrick is the starting quarterback for the Washington football team this year. I am going to go ahead and I'm going to say, though, they get to nine and eight at least because that is a bad division. They got some like, out of conference or out of uh, division games that are tougher, but I want to say they go nine and eight. I, I, I'm not really that confident, but I got to pick one way or the other. I'm going to go over on the Washington football team. Miami Dolphins, a lot of hope down in Miami under Brian Flores, who looks like a good young coach, at least so far. Nine and a half victories for the Dolphins in 2021. How are you feeling about that, Kev? Oh, so nine and a half wins for them. Um, You know what? I am going to say no again, Jason, just because I do not see this team being able to win 10 games. Um, I, I think they could win eight, most certainly uh, between eight and nine. But that 10th win, I think that's just going to be a little bit harder for them because, I mean, they play in a very good division themselves. I mean, we got the Bills. Uh, the Patriots, I think, are going to be better. Um, well, I mean, they do have the – all right, they do have the Jets. But um, even even their other teams that they have to play, I mean, they're playing the Saints, the Titans, the – Tech. okay, I mean, the Texans are bad too, but I don't think – in the Jags. But I'm just going to say I do not see them getting to double digits. I will say take the under on the nine and a half. Yeah, I'm with you here. I'm going under as well. I think the Patriots will be better than people think. I think Mac Jones is going to be better than people think. I think the Bills are really, really good. Jets, not so much. When we look at the Dolphins here, they've got quarterback issues too. I, I don't think a lot of people are, are sold yet on Tua. Doesn't sound like they want Deshaun Watson with all the off-the-field stuff going on. So uh, shaky at the quarterback spot. We'll see how Tua does. So I'm going to go under on the Dolphins. The Jets, you mentioned them a second ago, Kevin. Six victories for the Zach Wilson-led Jets, the rookie quarterback, second overall pick out of BYU. How are the Jets going to fare in his first year? Oh, boy. Um, Jason, unfortunately, as much as I loved Zach Wilson at BYU, I think it's. I think this is going to be a big, big, big development year for him. Um, I do not see them getting seven wins because, I mean, like we said, they play in a very competitive division. Um, I mean, they, they have to play the Bills and the Patriots. Dolphins, I know they have a good defense. And they're also going to be playing a couple teams from the um, AFC, uh, AFC East. I mean, they got the Bengals, the Texans. Okay, not the Texans, the Titans. Um, they're playing the Eagles. So I, I just don't see them performing that well. And also, it's not just him either, Jason. They don't really have much else going for them on offense. So I'm going to say no. If they get five wins, I'll consider that a successful season for the Jets. 
I'm not seeing it with the Jets either here. I, I think, look, Robert Sala, young coach, was a 49ers defensive coordinator, first-time head coach. This is a rebuild from the bottom up. There's going to be a lot of learning going on for the coaching staff, also for the quarterback. Yeah, I'm going to say the Jets are shy of six wins here in 2021. This is State Lines. He's Kevin Berger. I'm Jason Gotch, rolling along with you with the gambling and sports and football information talk. As we go to one of the best teams, if not the best team in the NFL, Kevin, once again, the Kansas City Chiefs are 12 and a half victories. Again, keep in mind, it's a 17-game season, so they have to go 13 and four to win this bet. What do you think about the Chiefs? Yeah, and I'm looking at that too. I believe it's uh, they're plus 110, I believe, on the over for the 12 and a half. That's um, correct. I, you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb. Actually, no, it's not on a limb. Yeah, I'm going to take the over because it's Patrick Mahomes. It's the Chiefs. It's what they do. Um, don't get me wrong. Their first, their first couple games, they are going to have some tough slates with like Chargers, um, the Bills, and the Titans. But um, I mean, if they can get through that little stretch at the beginning of the season relatively unscathed, Jason, I do not see them having a problem picking up 13, maybe even 14 victories this year. Yeah, as long as Patrick Mahomes stays healthy. I mean, yeah, you could see the Chiefs as a 14-15 win team. I mean, what did they go last year? I believe 14-2. and two. They're a, a super hard team to beat because they can just so, score so many points. And even when you, you shut them down, unless you got the Tampa Bay defense of last year uh, in these regular season games, you're not going to be shutting the Chiefs down very often. So I'm going to go ahead and say over on the Chiefs. Indianapolis Colts, this is a tough one. Nine is their total. How you playing it, Cap? <sighs> You know, Jason, I am going to say no. I'm going to take the under, mostly because we have no idea what their quarterback situation is. All we know is that Carson Wentz is not healthy again. We have no idea who their starting quarterback is going to be. We don't have any idea who most of their skill position guys are going to be other than um, T.Y. Hilton, who is still there. But, um, yeah, I'm going to say no. I mean, they have a great offensive line. They have a very, very, very good defense. But I do not see them having an offensive production to keep up with it. So I'm going to take the under. Yeah, I'm actually going to go the other way here. And I, I hear what you're saying because the quarterback situation is the biggest concern for me there, too, with Carson Wentz injury prone and Jacob Easton behind him. Sam Ellinger's hurt for a while. Those are a couple of rookies. But I like their defense, and I like their running game, and I think they're going to go over here and get to uh, 10 victories and go 10-7. and seven. And I'm a little bit surprised they haven't made a play for Nick Foles. He, you know, he played for Frank Reich when they were with the Eagles that Super Bowl-winning year. Seems like he would be a good backup. I, I can't see the Bears wanting to keep Foles all season long as a third quarterback. Maybe they will. But it seems like a perfect fit to let him slide down to Indianapolis. We'll wait and see if that were to ever happen. But, yeah, I'm going to go over here on the Colts, over nine wins. Bengals, six and a half wins. Joe Burrow says he's healthy. Can the Bengals light up the jungle in Cincinnati and get to seven wins? Oh, you know what, Jason? I will say they can. Um, and the reason being, I mean, especially in their first four weeks, too, they have the Vikings, the Bears, the Steelers, and the Jags. Um, I think they could win at least two of those games. Um, and we also have to remember that, the yes, they play in the AFC East, and that has the Steelers, it has the Ravens, it has the Browns. But all of those games, with the exception of that second time when the Browns played the Steelers last year, all of those are always close. They're always competitive. So I think they'll be able to, to play above their skill, their quote-unquote skill level a little bit, play up to their competition. I could see them definitely getting about uh, eight, eight wins this year. 
Yeah, I don't like their head coach very much, Zach Taylor, but I do like Joe Burrow, and I think they got some young talent on that roster. So I'm going to join you and go over the six and a half of the Bengals, plus my wife's from Cincinnati. I don't want to get kicked out of bed after she listens to this show. So uh, we'll go with the over. She's a Bengals fan. Uh, last one for you here, Kev. Buccaneers, 12 victories. Super Bowl champs, Tom Brady, Bruce Arians. How do they play it out? Yes, over, because it's Tom Brady and it's Rod Gronkowski and Bruce Arians and all those guys. All right, Kev's on the over. I'm going under. I, I don't think the Buccaneers are as motivated as some teams for the regular season would be being the Super Bowl champs. Everybody's going to be gunning for them. Doesn't mean they won't repeat in the playoffs and win the Super Bowl with Brady, but I'm going to go under the 12. And before we clear out for college football next segment, some NFL too, fun prop for you, Kev. Patriots to make the playoffs. Yes, minus 130. No returns. Plus 110. Keep in mind, Mac Jones, starting quarterback, Cam Newton cut earlier this week. Do the Pats make the playoffs? I want to say no, Jason. I want to say no because it's Mac Jones's rookie season and they play in that tough division. But there is no way that coaches like Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels would cut Cam Newton outright release him and then have Mac Jones as the starter. If they did not believe in this man, I, there's no way that you can convince me otherwise. So I'm going to say that they will make it back into the playoffs. Albeit, I think it's going to be in a wild card spot for sure. There's no way. I don't think they're going to win that division, but wild card spot. I'm going to go say, yes, I think Mac Jones will get the Patriots back into the playoffs. Agree on both counts. I think they make the playoffs, Kevin, just uh, for fun. If it's division or wild card, I think they get the wild card. One of the wild card spots. I do not think, again, expanded wild card with three wild card teams now going forward in the NFL playoffs, each conference. I don't think they're good enough to win the division. The Bills are the best team in the AFC East. We come back. We'll mix in some college football and NFL talk. Win totals for Notre Dame and Northwestern. Some teams with a local flavor. We'll talk about that right after this. Don't go anywhere. More sports gambling talk coming up on State Lines. Staying connected is important in today's world. Whether it's hearing the news of a new baby in the family or calling work to let your boss know you're running late, phone and internet service keep you connected with your world. At AT&T, we know that some Americans face life every day without the comfort and security of having a phone or internet service. In certain areas, you may be able to reduce your phone or internet bill with a lifeline discount if you are in a qualifying low-income household. Additional discounts of up to $25 may be available to those living on federally recognized tribal lands where AT&T offers Lifeline. To find out more about Lifeline and other AT&T products and services, call us at 800-288-2020 or go to att.com slash lifeline if you have access to the internet. Lifeline is a government benefit program and willfully making false statements to obtain this benefit is punishable by fine or imprisonment and could result in termination of Lifeline service. Lifeline enrollment requires certain eligibility documentation and is non-transferable. Limited to one discount per household. AT&T services including Lifeline are not available in all areas. Other restrictions apply. And now, back to State Lines with Jason Gotch and Kevin Berger. Great to have you with us as we roll along here on State Lines. It's Jason Gotch along with Kevin Berger as always on the program. And Kev, we'll get back to the NFL talk here in just a second. But first, 
Let's talk some college footballs. There are a couple of teams with local flavor kicking off this weekend. Northwestern gets going Friday night against Michigan State in Evanston. Notre Dame starts up on Sunday night down in Tallahassee against Florida State. Before we look at those individual games and the Illinois game as well against UTSA and Champaign on Saturday, let's talk some season win totals for both Northwestern and Notre Dame. We'll start it off with the Irish. I know you're a big Notre Dame observer and fan. You follow the Irish real close. Eight and a half is the win total for Notre Dame here in 2021. Give us a little preview on the Irish and how you think that win total will play out. Well, um, Jason, I definitely think that they're that they should be able to win at least. Um, I think they should be able to get ten games. If they do not win at least ten games, it's going to be a disappointing season. Um, as a Notre Dame fan, I expect them to be in the conversation for the college football playoff every year. Now, granted, they do have some tough games. Um, I mean, the opening week one on Sunday at six thirty, they're going into Tallahassee to play Florida State. Um, we all know week one of college football is for some is for most teams. It's always the hardest week to play because you have it. This is the first time you're going to be hitting someone who's not wearing the same color jersey you are. But I mean, they have at Florida State week four, September the 25th. They're going into Camp Randall to play at Wisconsin, which is another notoriously tough place to play. And on top of that, Jason, you have to go to Blacksburg and play at Virginia Tech. Another extremely tough place to play. Now, with that being said, Notre Dame's talent is there. Their talent is there. They're returning a good number of skill guys, especially on the defensive side of the football. So I am going to go ahead and I'm going to expect them to get 10 wins. So I will take the over every single day of the week. Yeah, I'm going to go over here. Jack Cohn, who was a Wisconsin quarterback, a lot of experience. He's Notre Dame starter this year. That'll be interesting, that game in Camp Randall in late September with him going back, play against the Badgers. But the schedule's manageable. Cincinnati's going to be a tough game at home for uh, Notre Dame this year. Yeah, the Bearcats are actually one of the better teams in the country. But the rest of the schedule is pretty manageable. So I think Notre Dame gets to at least nine. I'll go over on the Irish. Now, Northwestern is at six and a half, and I'm not, I'm going to, full disclosure, I went to Northwestern, proud graduate, but I'll tell you the truth, whether I think their total uh, will go over or under based on not my fandom, but my analysis work of the Wildcats, and I think they're going to go over the six and a half this year. Look, the quarterback position for them scares me. They mm-hmm. have uh, Hunter Johnson, who played it, he was one of the top recruits in the country, but got beat out by Trevor Lawrence, and then transferred to Northwestern. He wasn't very good a couple of years ago, uh, and he's getting another chance here. But the Wildcats, have they return a good offensive line. They need to upgrade the skill position players a little bit. They lost a lot there at wide out and running back. The defensive secondary should be pretty good. But Pat Fitzgerald coaches his guys up, and he's done that year in and year out. No, uh, uh, Notre Dame is a, one of the premier programs, as we talked about. But Northwestern, under the radar, they've had five of their last six years be winning years. All they got to do here is get to seven and five to win this bet. I think they do. So I'm going to go over with Northwestern. How are you feeling on the Wildcats this year, Kev? Yeah, Jason, I'm going to say the exact same thing. I mean, I'll I'll po- point it out blankly. Northwestern has a very favorable ske- schedule this year, Jason. I mean, they open up at home against Michigan State. Michigan State, they were not very good last year. They're all extremely young. In fact, I think they only had two players that actually played in a game last year that were older than sophomores. So all their team last year was freshmen and sophomores. So that experience should help them this year, but I think Northwestern has the advantage with with being at home week one. Indiana State, no problem. Duke is a lot better than I think national people give them credit for. But I think Northwestern should be able to handle them. Ohio shouldn't be a problem. Nebraska shouldn't be a problem. 
Rutgers definitely should not be a problem. Uh, Michigan, I mean, yeah, they have to go to Ann Arbor. They have to go to the big house, but Jim Harbaugh has been an underachiever ever since he got there. Minnesota shouldn't be that much of an issue at home. Neither should Iowa. Going to Wisconsin, eh, that, that's going to be Northwestern's toughest test of the season. They should be able to handle Purdue. And, I mean, this year, I mean, hey, with how U of I started, that Northwestern-Illinois game might actually be a very good contest at the end of the season, but I'm definitely going to go ahead and take the over as well. So we're in agreement on the over for both Northwestern and Notre Dame's win totals for this year. Yeah, go Cats and go Irish. I got your back. You got my back. I like the way we're thinking here, Kev. Let's talk about games, though, this week. Individual games involving a couple of these squads, plus Illinois, too. We'll start it off with the Sunday night game down in Tallahassee. Notre Dame's a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. They're 300 on the money line, minus 300. Seminoles coming back at plus 235 on the money line. The total's 55. How do you see this one playing out individually from the gambler's perspective? Um, oh, gambler's perspective, Jason. Um, I would actually stay away from the money line altogether. Um, just because I mean this this Notre Dame defense is going to be swarming all over the place because they're all they're freakishly athletic, freakishly huge. Um, so I don't think Florida State's going to be able to put up a lot of points against this Notre Dame defense. That's why I want to kind of stay away from the money line itself because of the total. Um, but in terms of the, um, I, I would actually take Florida state in this, um, Jason more so than Notre Dame. Cause I just don't think there's enough return to take Notre Dame, um, on the spread there. Um, so actually from a better perspective, I would stay away from this game altogether. And I actually am going to, cause I just plan on sitting there and enjoying watching Notre Dame, hopefully, uh, run up and down the field against the, the Seminoles. All right, Kevin locked in with his thoughts on that game. I want to take Florida State here on the point spread. I think Notre Dame yep. wins, but I think it's going to be closer than seven and a half. Remember one thing, Bobby Bowden passed away uh, over the summer. Really sad. We're one of the good guys in all sports. Yeah, I think with the tributes to him before the game, Florida State's going to come out motivated. Their head coach, Mike Norvell, in his second year is going to want to make a statement. I don't think they're good enough to beat Notre Dame, but I think they're good enough to keep it within a touchdown. So I'm going to take the Seminoles plus the seven and a half here, but Notre Dame wins the game outright. Though I wouldn't bet the money line minus 300, a little too much for me right there. Let's go ahead and talk about a game on Saturday. And how about the Brett Bielma era getting off to a real good start in Champaign last week, Kevin? We talked about it on state lines last week. We both liked Illinois against Nebraska getting the points, and that turned out to be a good play for both of us as Illinois won the game outright over the Huskers 30 to 22. So Illinois 1 0 in the Brett Bielma era. They play Texas San Antonio Saturday night down in Champaign. Total on the game is 54. Illinois is only a five and a half point favorite, minus 220 on the money line. Uh, Texas San Antonio comes back UTSA plus 180 on the money line. UTSA last year was in a bowl game. Uh, they've got a lot of guys back, including their quarterback. So, how do you think this one will play out for the Illini? Um, well, in terms of the, the, res, the game result itself, Jason, I think Illinois is going to come out. I think they are going to take care of business. I don't think Brett Bielema is going to let um, his guys become too cocky and too confident after winning one game um, against Nebraska. But um, in terms of from the gambler's perspective, I'll, I'll be honest, I want to take UTSA here on um, the spread because I think this is going to be a very close game because, I mean, yes, Illinois did win but they didn't look overly spectacular. Um, I think Satowski, uh, Arthur Satowski did look good coming off the bench, you know, cold and relief, a couple touchdowns on 12 of 15 passing, but um, 
I mean, this team's still going to have a lot to prove and a lot to grow and a lot of room to grow. So I will go ahead and I will take um, UTSA on uh, on the spread. I'm with you. This is a classic letdown spot. Look, you beat Nebraska. They were jacked up for that game. Illinois was. Uh, that was a game not a lot of people expected them to win as a seven and a half point home dog. It's a Big Ten West rival. Now you got to play a non-conference team that didn't play last week in your own place. I, I look, Bielma's a good coach. I think that was a good hire by uh, the program down there at Illinois. I, I think they did the right thing. Josh Whitman, I think he's going to do a good job. But even the greatest coaches team suffered sometimes from letdowns. I think that'll happen here. Illinois wins a close one. UTSA keeps this game close. Not going to touch the total, but I do like UTSA to cover. And also, we don't know the quarterback situation. Brandon Peters is the starter, but as you said, Art Sitkowski played real well. The Rutgers transfer off the bench when Peters got hurt with a non-shoulder throwing, uh, non-throwing shoulder injury. So uh, keep an eye on that as well. But I did like what I saw from Sitkowski last week. He might take over as a starter sooner rather than later. Now, real quick, before we do more NFL, Northwestern's minus three on Friday night at home against Michigan State. Cats minus 155 money line. Michigan State returns plus 135 on the money line. The total's 45. Fitz and crew get it done here or does Sparty come into Evanston and win? Um, Jason, I'll, I'm going to take Northwestern minus three on the 155. I know, I know those odds aren't great, but again, I mean, you said Northwestern is coached by Pat Fitzgerald. His staff always makes sure his teams are ready to play, especially when it comes to Big Ten competition. And I just don't think Michigan State's there yet. I think they're going to be a lot better this year than they were last year. And I think they're going to definitely keep a lot of their games close and competitive. But just week one, especially in Northwestern, and with fans allowed to be back at Ryan Field, I do not see them walking in there and beating Northwestern. Yeah, I like Northwestern here, too. Scares me a little bit that the line's been moving down. I think Michigan State opened as a a six-and-a-half-point dog now. You know, you're down to close to a field goal, but I'm still going to go ahead and take actually at a field goal. I'm going to take Northwestern minus the three as well. Let's play some bet it or drink it. We love to do it. Would you rather bet the following propositions that I'm going to give you with uh, your money or would you rather keep that money in your pocket, add it to your beer fund so your, your buddies can go out, watch the games this year. And you're not going to be asking them for money to pay for the beer or the pizza as you're watching NFL games. So you got to budget your money wisely. You don't want to blow it all on betting. You want to keep some in your pocket to have some fun at the bar as well. So let's throw some out there here if we could, Kev. Colts are plus 500 to reach the AFC title game. What do you think about the Colts' chances? Are you going to bet that one, 100, and win an additional 500, or keep that money in your pocket? No, I'm keeping that money, Jason. There's there's no shot. I'm sorry. There's no shot at that happening. All right, Kevin saying no way. I'm not, I'm not going to bet that one either. Um, although it's tempting, I do think that the Colts defense is actually really good, but again, the quarterback position scares me for Indianapolis. How about this one? The Titans minus 200 on the yes, plus 150 on the no. AJ Brown and Julio Jones combined for at least 2000 regular season receiving yards here in 2021 plus a uh, minus 200. Yes. Plus 150. No. Oh, you know what? I'm going to say no. Uh-uh. Yeah, I'm going to say no, Jason, only because, I mean, the, the, the feature star of that offense is Derrick Henry. And I understand, you know, they have a really good play-action passing game down in Tennessee. But I, I for whatever reason, there's something about it that just I just want to say no. So I'm just going to go with my gut, and I'll take the plus 150 on the now. All right, I'm going to go the other way here. I'm going to say minus 200 on the yes. I think Julio Jones is going to be very motivated 
uh, with the Tennessee Titans. He was pretty much done with the Falcons, kind of forced them to trade him to Tennessee. As long as Ryan Tannehill stays healthy, I think Tennessee is going to have a pretty good offense here in 2021. And A.J. Brown's a good receiver as well. So I'll put, like, well, we'll put the 200 down to win an additional 100. I'd scare me a little bit here, but I think that's one likely to happen, although injuries are always a concern. How about this one from the Packers' perspective? Plus 250 on this one, Kevin. Aaron Jones, over 1,000 59 and a half regular season rushing yards and Devonte Adams plus over 1200 and a half regular season receiving yards. So Jones and Adams to have big years for green Bay plus two fifty. How you playing it? I will go ahead and I'll take the plus two fifty, Jason. The reason being is, I mean, Devonte Adams is going to be just as motivated this year as Aaron Rodgers, almost because Devonte Adams, we remember, he wanted a new deal too, and the Packers also said no. Um, and Devonte Adams, I mean, the last four seasons, I believe nobody has had more red zone touchdowns or red zone targets or receptions than him, at least of, as a receiver. So um, I will go ahead and I would say definitely say yes for him. Aaron Jones, I think he's going to have a good season. Um, he has to mind you, he do he does have to go against the Vikings, the Bears, and the Lions for six games. And uh, as we know, the Packers offense loves to destroy all those teams. Um, and again, with the seventeenth game, I think it's going to be more e- easier for them to get to. So I will go ahead and I will take the plus two fifty. I am with you. I'm going plus two fifty as well. Packers have a really good offensive line. That, that's lost a lot of times in the conversation about Green Bay. What's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers? But that should help not only Jones get to a high rushing total, but also keep pressure off Rodgers on the field. And Devontae Adams certainly going to be his top target. So I'll take the plus 250 as well. This is State Line. So we come back more better to drink it. We'll look at some NFL futures for the big postseason awards. And also look ahead to week number one, the kickoff game in the NFL. Cowboys at the Bucks on Thursday night of next week. All that, me, Jason Gotch, along with Kevin Berger right after this. We'll be right back on State Lines. Staying connected is important in today's world. Whether it's hearing the news of a new baby in the family or calling work to let your boss know you're running late, phone and internet service keep you connected with your world. At AT AT&T, we know that some Americans face life every day without the comfort and security of having a phone or internet service. In certain areas, you may be able to reduce your phone or internet bill with a lifeline discount if you are in a qualifying low-income household. Additional discounts of up to $25 may be available to those living on federally recognized tribal lands where AT&T offers Lifeline. To find out more about Lifeline and other AT&T products and services, call us at 800-288-2020 or go to att.com slash Lifeline if you have access to the Internet. Lifeline is a government benefit program and willfully making false statements to obtain this benefit is punishable by fine or imprisonment and could result in termination of Lifeline service. Lifeline enrollment requires certain eligibility documentation and is non-transferable. Limited to one discount per household. AT&T services including Lifeline are not available in all areas. Other restrictions apply. And now back to State Lines with Jason Gotch and Kevin Berger. Great to have you with us as we continue on State Lines. He's Kevin Berger. I'm Jason Gotch. Back to all NFL talk here in our final segment of this week's program. A couple of more better to drink it proposition bets I want to get to before we talk about the week one game between to kick off the season next Thursday night. 
The Buccaneers, the Super Bowl champs, almost always host the opening kickoff game of the year, and they will this year against the Dallas Cowboys. But before we do that, Kevin, how about this one? I I thought this was a really interesting bet because the Chiefs, we know they have a prolific offense, but how about this? The Chiefs, over 39.5 total points in every regular season game this year. So that combines the opponent, too. But every one of their 17 games to go over 39 and a half points, that's plus 350. So 100 bucks down, win an additional 350. How you playing it? All right, so that's not just them scoring 39 and a half. That's them and their opponent combined for over 40 points. Ooh, you know what? I will go ahead and I will throw 50 bucks down on that, Jason, to get some, to get some of that back. I'll throw 50 bucks down. I'll bet that one. All right, Kevin, on that one, I am going to go ahead and take a pass. Looks very tempting, but somehow I think they come up short in at least one game. Buccaneers 6-0 against the NFC South, plus 500 for the Super Bowl champs to sweep the Falcons, Saints, and the Carolina Panthers. Plus 500 on 100 bucks, you win an additional 500. How do you like this one? No, Jason, I'm actually going to keep that money in the beer fund this time around. Um, as much as I think the Bucs will win that division, I believe that for the last why i want to say 12 years i want to say like the last 12 years that there's nobody that has repeated that or not last 12 but i think i know the last like five six years nobody has repeated that division two years in a row like at all so um i'm gonna say that they at least win the division but no in terms of going six and oh uh no i think they have to lose at least one game maybe you know maybe when they go if they go to like the superdome or something like that they they lose that one maybe that's the team that scares me here. The Saints, even with Jameis Winston, ironically, former Buccaneers player at quarterback. That's the one that scares me. I think that they have a good chance to beat the Sam Darnold quarterback, the Carolina Panthers, and also uh, the Falcons, who are somewhat in rebuild mode. But you know what? For 50 bucks, 50 to win 250, I'll go ahead and play it. It's a longer shot. That's why you're getting those odds. I'll say they, they sweep this, although it probably does not happen. These long shot bets, you got to take a chance somewhere. Now, Kevin, we're going to look ahead also to the NFL postseason awards. Before we do this, I'm excited we're here to talk about this because as much as we love talking about the Bears and all the teams, it's here for real. Next week, Thursday night, the Buccaneers host the Dallas Cowboys. The Bucs are a seven and a half point favorite. They're minus 400 on the money line. Cowboys return plus 300. Total is 52. National TV, Thursday night, September 9th. Your thoughts on this one and those odds? Oh, God. Um, well, I'll tell you who I think is going to win the game, Jason. It's going to be Tampa Bay. I think they're definitely going to win um, the game. Um, in terms of the money line, I, like I said, I mean, I mean, me saying that uh, the Bucs is going to, w- are going to win. Well, that pretty much answers that right there. So I, I guess I would stay clear of the money line. Um, I would also stay clear of the total Jason, but I will take um, Dallas or uh, uh, Dallas um, plus seven and a half. I think they're going to be able to keep this game close Jason, because I know you've talked about, oh, it's the Super Bowl hangover week one. Everyone's going to be rusty week one, regardless of whether we have a preseason or not. But I think something is going to happen. There's going to be some sort of turnover or missed field goal or special teams error or something like that that's going to that's going to allow the Bucs to win this game. So I will take the Dallas plus seven and a half on the spread, but um, steer clear of the total on the money line. I will take the Bucs to win the game itself. 
I agree. I think the Bucs win this game. I like the Cowboys a lot, though, getting a seven and a half. Look, the hook, so to speak, the half point in gambling huh. is so important. I see what you did there. <laughs> it's it's so important to have working with the play on words, as I always try and do. But it really is very important because you see so many of these NFL games, these teams, there's not that much of discrepancy in NFL games. It's not like college football. Oh, sure, you get the Detroit Lions playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There's a big discrepancy. But a lot of games are, are similar to the Dallas Cowboys playing the New York Giants, where there might not be that much of a difference between those teams. So if you're getting a half point, that that's that's big because I could see the Bucs winning by a touch down but i don't think they're going to win by eight so i am going to go ahead and take the cowboys as well stay away from the money line total i lean towards the over but not enough to play it so i'm not going to give that pick out but it will be fun to have football back coming up for real starting on thursday night at the nfl level now we do want to continue here on state lines he is kevin berger i'm jason gotch before we get out of here with some nfl postseason awards talk it's always fun to look at the league mvp Offensive Rookie of the Year, Coach of the Year. So let's not wait any longer. Kevin, there's a lot of players on the board for the NFL MVP award. You can get Todd Gurley and Chris Carson at plus 20,000 long shots. You can get Patrick Mahomes, the favorite, at plus 500. And a ton of guys in between. I know you did some homework on this one. Who are you looking at here for NFL MVP? Oh, man, for the MVP. Um... You know what? I, I really don't want to say it, Jason. Give me that man. Give me the king of the north. Give me Aaron Rodgers. And here's my reason being, Jason. This man was the MVP last year, and his team more or less wanted, as, as kind of seemed like they want to move, they're planning on moving on from him. Um, Aaron Rodgers was already great last year. He Not only does he have one extra game this year, but he is going to be extremely annoyed. And um, quite frankly, I think he's going to go out with something to prove, even as a person who is as accomplished a quarterback as him. Give me the plus 1,000 on Aaron Rodgers because he is going to come out. I, I bet you, I'm, uh, obviously, I'm kidding. I'd say he's going to throw 65 touchdowns and 10,000 yards. Obviously, that's not going to happen. But um, I could see him throwing 50-plus touchdowns this year. Again, 17th game. He has to play in the he has to play the NFC North. Give me that man, Aaron Rodgers. All right. Kevin's on Aaron Rodgers. I actually picked him last year on state lines prior to the season, and that turned out to be a ticket that you could have cashed if you would have followed Jason Gotch's advice. So I'm gonna try and do a two in a row this year, but not with Rodgers. Gonna go Josh Allen plus twelve hundred. One of the up-and-coming quarterbacks in the NFL. I think the Bills are gonna have a good year, and I think Allen's gonna put up monster yards. So I'm going Josh Allen, 12 to 1, plus 1,200 on a $100 bet to win the NFL MVP award. Let's go to Offensive Rookie of the Year. Everybody knows about Trevor Lawrence, Kevin. He is plus 400. He is the favorite. But again, a ton of guys here on the board. Uh, you can get several players, uh, just all kinds of odds for guys. I mean, you can see Sam Ellinger, who's out, backup quarterback for the Colts for a number of weeks. He's plus 6,500. So there's not a shortage of options. Who are you thinking for the Offensive Rookie of the Year in the NFL? You know, Jason, this name might surprise some people, but if you're if you're a if you're a football guy, especially a college football guy like me, uh, you know how good this man is. I am looking at Kyle Pitts, the rookie tight end from uh, Florida, who's down in Atlanta. He's plus a thousand. 
Um, I know he's not the quarterbacks, but the guy he does have thrown in the football is a very good regular season quarterback in Matt Ryan. He's always the guy that's going to be able to throw up his numbers, which is why he's always been such a good fantasy quarterback. But um, And with uh, Julio not there, they're going to be needing someone to step up and fill that void in terms of offensive production. I think Kyle Pitts is going to have a monster rookie campaign, and plus 1,000 looks pretty good to me. Boy, I really like that pick, but I'm not going to steal it from you, Kevin. I'm going to go with Mac Jones, the quarterback who is the week one starter for the Patriots. This just seems like a perfect fit for Bill Belichick's offense, and the Patriots are going to get the most out of this guy as a rookie. So I'm going to go Mac Jones plus 600, 6-1 to odds to win the offensive rookie of the year. Final one before we clear out for this week. Coach of the year in the National Football League. What are you thinking here for the coach of the year in the NFL, Kevin Berger. Oh, um, I can't believe I'm going to go with this one. But Jason, you know, honestly, I'm looking at the plus 1,200 for Mr. Bill Belichick. Um, I mean, how many times have we all said, oh, it's a Belichick coach team, they'll be fine. And last year was a little bit of a wake-up call, I think not just for fans, but I think also for him and his coaching staff too. Because of how, I I don't want to say lackluster. I mean, yes, they were not good, but they weren't bad last year. But um, I know we're, you use the Patriot way term loosely. Bill Belichick is going to have his team righted. They have a full offseason to prepare. They had three preseason games to prepare. I think they got the quarterback they want. Um, I will. I am never going to bet against Bill Belichick unless he's playing the New York Giants. So let me take Bill Belichick on plus 1,200. All right, Kevin locked in with Bill Belichick, plus 1,200 for Coach of the Year. I'm going to go Vic Fangio, plus 1,600, 16-1. I think the Broncos are going to be one of the surprise teams in the NFL this year, and Fangio's on the hot seat, but I think his defense is going to help him keep his job and put up one of the more surprising team records in the league this year. So I'm going to go Vic Fangio with the Broncos at 16-1 as Coach of the Year. That'll do it for this episode of State Lines. He's Kevin Berger. I'm Jason Gotch. Enjoy the football this weekend at the collegiate level, and we'll talk to you next week with a lot more Week 1 NFL talk. Have a great Labor Day weekend, everybody. You've been listening to State Lines, a Franklin Media Group podcast. For more information, visit statelines.show. To start your own podcast, visit franklinmedia.group.